You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. Yeah, how amazing that God even lets Himself be knowable to us. Right. You know, that for me, I'm very tend to be a very curious person, so I always have lots of questions. But I really, my conviction there is that I really don't have that approach to God a lot of times. I don't have that same curiosity as I would if you told me that I could pick a person in history or a celebrity to sit down and ask questions to. And so it just makes me think, why don't I have the same thing about God's Word? Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor. We're kicking off a new series called The Songs of Jesus, looking through the Psalms. And I am joined by two special guests to unpack it. First, we have Communications Director Paulina De La Fuente. Paulina, thanks for being here. Good morning. And we're joined by Lead Pastor Jose Eberoa. Jose, thanks for being here. Good morning, Taylor. Good to be with you and Paulina. Yeah, great to have y'all both. Jose, let me give you the first word. I want to take some time not only to unpack kind of as you prepared for this message, but even just jumping into the series as a whole, what mm. led you to picking this series for the summer and just even some of the significance behind the Psalm that you picked? Yeah, so the Psalms are fun. There's a lot of them. And so I thought that the amount of weeks that we had left for summer, this would be a good book to to look at. I actually thought about this last summer and we were in the Gospel of Mark all last summer. And that's what really taught me that taking our time with a book uh, is really worth it. I actually don't think we're doing the Psalms justice, only seven weeks on the Psalms. Um, but the the big thing is this this deal on emotions and our feelings. And, and I think there's, um, you know, we're, we're all on a spectrum in regards to our feelings and emotions. Some of us are really, really good at expressing our emotions and we need to learn how to scale that back or at least express those emotions towards God uh, first before we vent towards others. And then there's the other side, and and those are you know these are us, those of us that it's really hard for us to express our emotions. It's really hard. I mean, I have some some of my kids. Um, I have some. I have one <laughs> kid who's really really good at expressing how they're feeling, and it's easy for them to share exactly all of their emotions. And then I have another kid who it's totally different. It just has to be at the right time, um, right place. And, and you know, they're an internal processor. And so it just takes a little bit more time. And then when they share their emotions, they're there. So wherever we fall on that spectrum, I think it's really important to recognize that our emotions were given to us by God so that we can express them back to Him. And then, um, you know, they, they, they not only grow us closer to Him, but many Psalms, they actually grow us as a community because these are these are meant to be read um, all together. Let's jump in here. Uh, this past Sunday, you looked at Psalms 139, and there's kind of three mm-hmm. questions that we're going to take a look at throughout the series. So this first one focuses on a door and what does the Psalm teach me about God? The second is admit, what does the Psalm teach me about myself? And then the third is aspire, what does this Psalm compel me to respond? How does this Psalm mm-hmm. compel me to respond? So this first one here, uh, as far as Psalms 139, uh, the first part here about a door and just what does this Psalm teach about God? Jose, you kind of mentioned uh, the first point here, which is that God knows us. And we learn that not only just in the first few verses, but even just continuing throughout the passage here of, yeah. of Psalms 139. Uh, this is one of those concepts that you grow up in church or even just a little bit of time you learn, okay, God knows you. Maybe you've learned, okay, God knows everything about you, the hairs on your head. And yet, uh, what is the significance of that when it comes to just our day-to-day life? And yeah. how have you seen that truth, that simple truth 
actually really uh, filter into just how you make decisions, how you react emotionally to certain things, and just how you go about uh, living on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, these words popped out to me this week uh, seven times in this entire chapter, this word no, eight if you count knowledge. And I think it's important for me to remember this because I forget it. it I, I'm, I'm so easily distracted by other things that the very foundational truth that God knows us personally, mm-hmm. um, this word means to intimately know, yada, not just to know about, like we know maybe about what we majored in in college, or uh, we know all about a person that we look up to, but we've never really met them. This uh, translation of the word know means to intimately know, walk alongside, etc. So uh, for me, it's really significant that this is, this is how God knows me. And when I remember that, it, it clues me in that God is for me, that I can trust him. Um, and it reminds me to have a personal relationship uh, with him, spending time um, with him in his word, et cetera. That, that goes into uh, the next point. But yeah, I, I, I think I would sum all that up to say, I, I tend to forget. So it's really important uh, for me to remember that this is who God is. Mm. Yeah, what a unique place we have with God that he knows us. You know, we really don't have that anywhere else that someone knows yeah. us better than, way better than we know ourselves. You know, knows us perfectly. Nothing's missing from his understanding of us. And yet, like, I think about the Psalms and the challenge there for me is that, like, actually expressing things to God and not just stopping at, like, well, God knows me. He doesn't need me to tell him these oh, things, you yeah. know, but that he knows me fully and yet these exist as an example of the need for me to let myself be known by him, you know, and that that process is there, not because he's missing information, but just because he knows that that's what I need in order to build that relationship with him. So that's what it reminds me of when I think about that God, God knows me. Yeah. Yeah, well, and just tying in, y'all already kind of went there, but the second point here that God doesn't just know us, but knows all about us. And then really this question of admit is, do we know God? And do we look at him in the same way? Do we approach him in the same way? What would be kind of from a practical standpoint, breaking this down, what does this look like as far as just getting to know God in the way that he knows us? And what does that look like on a day-to-day basis for y'all? I think growing up, um, I really knew that God was real. I believed in God, but I thought he was very, very far away. And I recognized the significance of sin. So I knew that I was sinful, God was perfect. And I I really thought that in order for God to really love me, I had to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So I tried really, really hard to get things right. And I think I got worn out after a while thinking I'm just never gonna be perfect. Uh, And the part that I was missing that I didn't get until I was 18 was that he actually wasn't expecting me to be perfect at all. He was asking me to focus and to know his perfect love for me. And the more we do that, the less attention and pressure we actually put on ourselves and the more we start becoming like God as he transforms us, as he reminds us, as he speaks to us through our thoughts, through other people, through his word. And that, that's been my journey with Jesus the last you know, 32 years um, of knowing about God to now knowing God and and recognizing that, yeah, he knows all about us. So these verses, you know, he knows when we rise, he knows when he says, he knows when right before a word is on our tongue, he knows it crazy Mm -hmm. to think about that. And yet, Mm -hmm. while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So that's the type of amazing love that God has for 
all of us. The question again that I post uh, on Sunday is, are we willing to receive it? Because if we're not, um, then we are gonna have to bear the consequences for those sins. And they're too much for us to handle. That's why um, our sin leads to death and eternal separation from God in hell. Um, and, and that's why Jesus came to rescue us from that and say, hey, receive this gift, free gift of grace. I've done, I've, I've paid the price in full. Say yes to me and then live. Those are the things that this chapter reading it uh, just popped out to me and it's beautiful picture of God's love. Mm. Yeah, how amazing that God even lets himself be knowable to us. Right. You know, that mm -hmm. for me, I'm very, tend to be a very curious person. So I always have lots of questions to the point where if I am left, you know, like if I can, I just want to ask as many questions as possible. But I really, my conviction there is that I really don't have that approach to God a lot of times. I don't have that same curiosity as I would if like you told me that I could pick a person in history or a celebrity to sit down and ask questions to. And so it just makes me think, why don't I have the same thing about God's word? You know, mm -hmm. like when I read the Psalms, why don't I think like, how does this show me as much as I can learn about who God is, you know, as a piece. And then of course my relationship with him, but through that, how he lets himself be known by us, yeah. you know, not, he knows me completely. I don't, can't know him completely, but to get to know him, I feel like it just shows me why don't I have that same approach that God lets me know him. And so how can I like know him and get to know him more and more? Y'all talked about this kind of almost curiosity, this kind of stirring curiosity of of God. But what does that look like? Where, how do you channel that? Or if you're experiencing that, does that look like uh, reading the word? Does that look like as far as in prayer and asking questions or kind of what does that look like for y'all as far as uh, just knowing more about who God is and just knowing God personally? So all of the above for me. I have um, something that happened yesterday on, I was driving from St. Marcus to Wimberley and I was thinking of um, a person and this is very inconsequential, by the way, but I, I think it's a, a small way that God shows us that, that he's here, that he's around. Uh, so I was thinking about that person and uh, I look in front and I realize that the, per, the, the, the car driving in front of me is, is that person. And, you know, I didn't do anything about it. I didn't text that person. Oh my goodness. It, it was just a holy moment in, in that one, five, 10, 15 seconds of, 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 of yesterday's day where God showed up in a real way. And I think the significance of that is that he, he's, he's, he, he knows our thoughts and he can show up whenever he wants to, however he wants to. And it's a relationship that he's, he's about. He wants to have experiences with, with us here on earth um, through small and, and, and big ways. And I think that the word keeps us accountable to how uh, he does that and how sometimes we can go a little too far with, well, God loves me, so he's gonna do this for me. Uh, same thing with prayer. Prayer is trusting that God is totally in control. I'm gonna ask and then trust God to um, either come that, uh, allow that to pass or, or not to pass. Uh, it, it gives us an avenue of thanksgiving um, and, and praise. And then community is huge. We have one another to walk this life with and to connect with God. And the beautiful thing is that God loves all of us the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he doesn't have favorites, mm -hmm. uh, doesn't matter <laughs> what you've done, what you do, um, how long you've been coming to church, 
you know, God loves us all the same. And um, that's, you know, his omnipotence and his omnipresence uh, is, those are things that this chapter brings out about God's nature, who he is, and they're incredible. Yeah, I think about those practices, like getting in the word and community and prayer. And I think my biggest obstacle there is getting, I like the order of the questions, the adore, admit, aspire. I think if I go straight to what does this say about me then and make it about me, then I feel like that's where I can miss mm, what good. it says about God, you know? But if I just am there, if I just adjust my heart attitude towards what does this teach me about God, regardless of, you know, what I feel about it, how it might make me uncomfortable, what it shifts in me, what it convicts me about. You know, I need to get there too. But I think a lot of times I read in that lens instead of like, I just want to learn about God yeah. and then take that and then let His, Him and His Holy Spirit lead in how I need to apply that and what I need to do personally. We've been talking about this. So much of this is just a personal uh, relationship with God as far as like him knowing us and and us knowing him. But what uh, significance does this play in the relationships around us as far as how have you seen in your life just these truths that we're talking about uh, spill over, I guess, in a, in a positive yeah, way yeah. as far as influencing the way that y'all relate to those that are around you? It's a really good question. I had a conversation with someone this last uh, week. Um, you know, they're not coming to church. They're not... Uh, following explicitly following Jesus, um, they're 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 thinking about it and they're seeking God, which is really really cool. And um, in that conversation, we talked about relationships, and I got to show off that God's way of relationships between a, a man and a woman is really cool because the woman doesn't complete the man and the man doesn't complete the woman. God completes us when we believe in marriage in a biblical sense. And so because our security is in our personal relationship with God, then we are able to complement one another in marriage. And I think that's the freedom that uh, having a relationship with God gives us that we can be free and secure to be ourselves with others because we are known already by God. And so that takes the pressure off of other relationships, close friendships, uh, a dating relationship, a marriage relationship, um, family, mom, dad, et cetera. When, when we recognize that we are most intimately known by God and when we start knowing God, um, that gives us a security that overflows into every relationship. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that kind of, I go back to authenticity with you saying that. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of relationship with God really overflows because then it's not about what I do or then what I expect other people to do, you know, in order to know God or walk with him. But it's just about being authentic. I think the Psalms show us that where yeah. I would even like you mentioned it Sunday, but I do feel that like I read through Psalm 139 for Sunday, looking through the slides and I was thinking, okay, it kind of stops here. You know, like we can cut off the last part because it does where it shifts tone right. and not because I was thinking, oh, I need to hide this, you know, but just because I'm like, that's enough. We got the point, you know, and the other stuff is a little more like, and I just think that's what they're for, you know, is that we can have that authentic relationship with God. To me, that's what stood out from Sunday is that, that they're an example that we can really, that was between one man and God and not um, the not them on social media, you know, just thinking yeah. about the backwards response. So yeah, he was how, venting, he was venting, to God yeah. about others. Yeah. And we tend to vent 
to each about other, yeah. <laughs> about others, others. Yeah. yeah, or on social media mm-hmm. about others. And God says, hey, just, just be real before me, be authentic. Yeah. It's challenging, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But, the, but again, it, 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 when, when we know God and when we work on our relationship with God, we learn more about him, mm-hmm. to your point, Paulina. And then I, I recognize I'm known. And so I wanna know this guy who knows me this well. Mm-hmm. And, and then it does, I mean, David had a very mature relationship with God mm-hmm. and you see that. He's able to say, I hate those who hate you. Uh, it's not the only Psalm that talks about revenge and, and justice, mm-hmm. um, full of them. And, and that's because uh, he felt free enough to share those with God. Mm-hmm. And that's a big challenge for us. Do we have that type of freedom yeah. in our relationship mm-hmm. to God to really express how we're actually feeling? Mm. The third point here, the third question is, how does this Psalm compel me to respond? And kind of, I love how it ended here with Psalms 139, 23 through 24 saying, search me God and know my heart. And just this aspect of really aspiring by asking him to search every aspect of our hearts. Uh, This is much easier said than done, (laughs) at least in my opinion. And just when it comes to really truly asking God that that question to do that very thing. Um, How have both of y'all seen that in your lives? I know that just as as a church, I've heard, many times and just my own experience in this church, just recognizing what authenticity really looks like and just how that's that's valued in a way that I think is unique. And I think this passage is really getting to that as far as really not only asking God to show us, but then not doing that alone, but getting a chance to do that with one another. So how has your view of authenticity changed just maybe based on this passage and then just even being a part of this church and just seeing that as such a, a pivotal factor in, in applying this that's passage? A, that's a loaded good question there. I'll, I think I'll, I'll try to tie it together by saying that when I ask God, um, and I need to do this more, I need to grow in this area, but when I really ask God, all right, God, search me. <laughs> uh, am I okay here? Am, am I thinking in the right way? That last conversation, did I get in the way? Did, should, should I have not said something? Should I have said more? Those are the conversations with God and they're just thoughts for me. Um, that sharpen not only my relationships, but, but they, they sharpen who, who I am. And he's faithful to show me. He's faithful to show me. It's called conviction for me, uh, where I feel convicted and I have to go back and say, hey, that I, I, I overshared there. I shouldn't have said that. And I think the more we practice that, the more we are authentic. Mm-hmm. We're being real before God. And then we get to be real and show that before others. And I think that we are very, blessed at Cyprus to have 29, almost 30 years mm-hmm. of uh, authentic leadership. When Rob started the church, he wasn't, it wasn't a one man show, community groups, um, you know, very, very empowered um, uh, leadership model. And, you know, that's what we aspire <laughs> towards here in the next 30 years um, of, of the life of the church, because it, it really exemplifies how, how Jesus modeled and, and, you know, in these Psalms, it, it, it shows that side of things where you can be real before God, real before others. And it's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, the shift there has been, I mean, I grew up similar, Jose, of thinking that God was far away and thinking that he punishes, you know? And yeah. so if I, when I do wrong, then he's there to catch me and punish me and bring bad things to my life instead of, which if I see it in that lens, that's where this verse these two verses at the end of Psalm 139 can be really scary because I'm not going to let you search me, you know, like I don't want you to know my anxious 
thoughts and to test me and find offensive ways because I don't couldn't trust God's response. But I think knowing the very end of that, that He'll lead us in the way everlasting and that He's safe and wants, you know, is safe to ask to search and show us and that He's not doing it to punish us, but to let us be free from those things that without sharing them can hold us back. I think for me, that switch really changed so much in my life where I could then trust God and go to Him and share those things, knowing those were safe in Him and that even my heart and my mind could be safe being shared Mm. with Him. And what He brings up is always for my good. You know, what He does Mm. convict isn't to bring shame or condemnation, but to lead me to the way everlasting, which I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the hardest part with that is asking and genuinely being ready to do whatever he puts, like whatever he brings to the light, whatever he reveals, because I think that's where so many times growing up in my faith, I would I would say that, but, but not really mean it. Or I would ask God, like, show me, but not be ready when he does to really truly either yeah, bring that to the light, bring that around it. others around me. And so um, I just think about even like James 1, where it talks about like, if you lack wisdom, ask God, but mm-hmm. doing it in faith, Faith that he's going to respond and answer. It's just that that key component there that when we truly are living this out for us to really have that true posture of, of I need you, God, and I need you to to help show me this so that I can grow closer to you and and be able to step into that. So I think that's kind of a big piece for me too. That's that's important. Yeah, there's something there in this, and and it's really cool about the psalm. It says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. So that's verse one. And then the second to last verse says, search me, God, and know my heart. So the first one says, you you have searched me mm-hmm. and you already know me. Um, that's true. He already knows everything. And so it's it almost is a compelling argument to go ahead and ask him to search you. He's already aware, mm-hmm. but the way to be self-aware is by asking him, show me. That it's God asking God in. That's when we can really see. Whoa, wow, I was wrong here, mm-hmm. or whoa, that that person, you know, really did hurt me, and I have to bring that to them, or I need to process this to set healthy bound. Whatever, whatever the circumstance may be, the vehicle for health and the vehicle for uh, furthering any relationship is through furthering our relationship with God in being real for Him, which. I hope is what we learn throughout the rest of these Psalms. So thanks Taylor for for the awesome questions this morning. And Paulina, always great to have a conversation with you. All right, hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us, conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.